Good morning, I'm Frank Powers and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses, and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you how they serve our community and they are here to give you updates on future projects. Let's make some new friends today. Giddy up! The human-animal connection is important. Pets are more like family members than ever, but dogs may not necessarily be man's best friend when it comes to therapy. Horses have become the most popular animal to use in animal therapy because they give immediate feedback to the handler or rider's actions. Horses also have the ability to mirror the feelings of the handler or rider, and Tucson is lucky to be able to trot on over to the therapeutic riding of Tucson. Trot's mission is to enrich the lives of people with special needs using equine-assisted activities and therapies to improve physical, mental, social, and emotional well-being. Today, I'm fortunate enough to speak with Margot DeConcini, Development Director of Therapeutic Riding of Tucson, as well as Jeff Kopfer, Executive Director of Therapeutic Riding of Tucson. Hey guys, welcome to Lifestyle Tucson. Hey, thanks for having us. Yes. We're excited to be here. Yes, we are. I'm excited to talk all about this organization. I've known about it for a long, long time. So let's begin by giving us a little 101 on what Therapeutic Riding of Tucson is all about, and it's also known as TROT. TROT, Therapeutic Riding of Tucson, has been around since 1974. We are one of the first facilities in the United States to innovate the use of horses as a treatment modality. Um, so our founders are a physical therapist and an equine specialist who um, studied and researched the movement of the horse and how it helps to rehabilitate um, our bodies and our minds and also be able to help support us within our everyday lives. Um, so we have been here this, since 1974 is 50 years. Next year is our 50th wow. birthday. It's 1974 is 50 years ago already? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, too. <laughs> Where have the days gone? Um, but we've been on our property since 1986 um, and are continuing to help support individuals in our communities of all ages. Um, well, starting at age four with no age cap, and we work with individuals who are living with disabilities. Some of our most common individuals that we work with are those who are living with autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, traumatic brain injury, um, depression, anxiety, amputation, and the list goes on and on. But our programs are there to assist them to help achieve their physical, emotional, mental, and you know, behavioral well-being um, through the work with horses, whether it be on the ground, in the saddle, or even just observing them. No, that is really special what you do. And again, I've spent some time on your website. I've looked at some videos that you guys have produced as well and things that, you know, a lot of organizations have done some great stories about your great organization and the kids that you help because the pictures are, of course, worth a thousand words. And your website is just filled with, later I'll ask you about some success stories. Yeah. The, the photos are there. It is a success story. Any kid that attends this great, great place. I, I think sometimes that's a misnomer that people think that Therapeutic Writing of Tucson and the equine therapy programs are strictly limited to children. We have a huge contingent of adults that participate. And really, there's two paths that you can take at Therapeutic Writing of Tucson, whether it's the adaptive writing, mm -hmm. which as an overgeneralization, may focus more on the physical benefits of equine-assisted therapies. And then we have an equine-assisted counseling program with a you know, professional therapist 
And rather than having traditional therapy in an office and a box of Kleenex, you know, Mm -hmm. you're outside with the horse because, as you said in the intro, horses are just excellent mirrors of your own emotions. We have a sticker in our office that says, horses don't lie because they don't. don't. If you come in too hot, they will let you know right away. If they get a weird vibe off of you, and then it's not the horse that has to adjust its behavior. It's you that has to adjust your oh. own behavior. That's why they're such good mirrors of your own emotions. But the uh, equine assisted counseling program um, is really there to help people that may have not been able to get resolution anywhere else. We have a huge uh, veterans contingent. That's what I was going to mention um, is that I know well you as, help a lot of veterans. Yes, as well as first responders. We, we are on the city of Tucson contract for... Uh, trauma counseling for first responders. Really? So there's a, lots of opportunities. Um, so I always like to correct people that it's not just for kids. We're not a recreational facility. It's all based on science and research. And the adaptive writing is only one path and equine-assisted counseling for adults. She does uh, family counseling, substance abuse counseling, marriage counseling, but she specializes in trauma and PTSD. Well, let's talk about some of those programs then, because that is exactly what my next question was about, was some of the other programs. Because yes, the website, obviously there's a lot of kids that you're helping. And again, and there's autistic adults, there's people with mental deficiencies of all ages that you're helping out. And that is a big, big part of it. But what are just some of the programs that are offered at TROT, just for the broad spectrum of everybody? Well, we were just talking about the two different paths that we have at TROT and going along with PATH is that we are a premier accredited center by the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship, acronym PATH. But that, because we're a premier accredited center, we are held to the highest standard for evidence-based research, um, safety standards. Even our horses have specific standards, training standards, and certifications that they have to follow to to be part wow. of our program. But included within that, we there's a few different sections that we could go through where our programs for adaptive writing can include programming for um, for our young children. Um, we have a middle-aged group called um, Back in the Saddle, and typically Back in the Saddle are for individuals who may have had um, horse experience in the past, have had a traumatic experience, and are working to get back in the saddle. Wow. Um, and then we also have a silver sneakers type program called Riders Up. Um, And it's for older aging adults who are working on um, improving their age-related concerns. So whether Mm -hmm. it be memory care, strength building, um, improving, you know, their stamina, those types of things, those are things that they work on in those classes as well. The beauty of the horse is that the horse's gait mimics that of a human. Mm. So people might think, well, I can barely walk. I can't even, you know, let alone get on a horse. No, that's the perfect way to get your muscles going again. That's why a lot of what we do is basically occupational and physical therapy Mm. on a horse because it activates the muscles. You know, anybody who's ridden a horse and hasn't done it for a while and then get the next day, they're like, oh my God, muscles hurt that I didn't even know I had. Oh yeah. And that's the beauty of it because... It's not physically exerting like a marathon, but it uses all the same muscles, and it's it, it's just really of great benefit. Now, as you were talking about, I was thinking about mobility is probably a big, big way to get yeah, help. We actually have a lift. Uh, people that don't have the use of their legs, for example, we have a lift, an electric lift that can lift you on top of the horse. Really? I mean, we have protocols for that kind of stuff and train on that all the time. So even people who might be confined to a wheelchair or have such limited mobility, they they cannot use their legs, 
we'll get you on the horse. Oh. And not everything is on a horse. You know, there's a group of people who go, I love horses, but they kind of scare me and I don't really want to get on one. A lot of what we do is also what we call groundwork. It's just communing with the horse mm-hmm. and being with the horse. A, a lot of the equine-assisted counseling sessions are just with the horse. I've seen our therapist in one of our big turnouts with a you know, middle-aged or middle school-aged client, and they're just sitting at a table coloring while the horses wander around with them. And just being in that environment kind of frees up the communications channels. And that, that's really beneficial. So there's, you know, like yesterday, I have four horses of my own. Yesterday, I was just having such a busy day. And I said, no, I need to take time out. And I just went outside and groomed one of my horses. And when I was done, I was like a completely different person. It wow. helps you recenter yourself and just focus on the moment and what's important and let all the day-to-day baloney that floats in our heads go away for a minute. I it's, know I'm full of baloney. That's true. <laughs> it's free therapy for all of us who work there. Right? It, it <laughs> Just really go is. outside and pet a horse when you're <laughs> feeling really frustrated at something. That's true. They say when uh, when one person teaches, two people learn. It sounds like at Trot, like two people get therapy whenever you're helping anybody because you're yes. there. Yeah. That's yes. incredible. Um, how many horses do you have at Trot? We have 18 right now. Wow. Also, sometimes people think we're a horse rescue. We are not. Okay. Um, there are very strict parameters of what a horse has to be before they can be put into any programming at trot. We have basic training for the horses, but they basically have to have a sound gate and a walk, trot, and canter. They can't have any serious intervention-type medical issues because that Mm -hmm. then is a burden we have to carry as a nonprofit to care for their medical expenses. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the term that people throw around is bulletproof. There's no such thing as a bulletproof horse because they have emotions and feelings just like us, and sometimes they have an unpredictable bad day. But they have to be, we have to be able to trust them. Mm-hmm. I always joke that I channel my inner insurance agent when we, when we take on a horse. You know, it's one thing if you and I get on a horse and are apprehensive and very careful. It's another thing to put a five-year-old autistic child on the horse that may be pulling on the mane or banging their mm-hmm. legs against the side. They have to be... Uh, not immune to that, but they have to be accustomed to it. We do something called Chaos Friday where we expose all our horses to pool noodles, umbrellas, squirt guns, people around them. And it's just, you know, so they know this is okay. This is apparently a normal day at trot. Wow. (laughs) Because it is. (laughs) (laughs) They do that to the humans on Monday. Yeah. So let's talk about your big event because you got a big, big event coming up, and it's the Hearts and Horses Gala at the TCC. So the theme is the Copper Horse. It's going to take place on September 23rd from 5 till we play closing time, and people <laughs> got to trot on out of there. So what can they expect to see at this event? Oh, man, this is going to be an awesome, awesome event. We're so grateful to be at the TCC again for the second year. Um, they have been so generous to us So this year is going to look a little different. Um, We've played around with our our setup. We're adding new games and we're doing new fun and engaging type activities in our cocktail hour and in the event. Um, There's just there's going to be always something to do and something to look at. We have our um, silent auction will be there. We have our professional photographers that will be there to capture the night. There's a photo booth. Of course, there's a bar, a couple of them. Well, three. three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we know that right away? <laughs> right? Three. <laughs> it's important. Um, it's just going to be a really fun night. And yeah. to top it all off, 
Jeff and I are going to be the MCs. Oh, boom. So, yeah. yeah, we're, we're going to drive this train. And, yes. Yep, it's um, our train. We're going to drive it. We're going to have a surprise musical guest during the silent auction time. Oh, yeah. Uh, the band After Seven is our, our band that plays um, during the dancing portion. Okay. We're going to have a paddle raise type auction. Uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. You know, the purpose, of course, is to raise money for Trot as we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Right. Um, but it's also to have fun. It's not, I don't like the woe me kind of events. You know, well, have fun, do, do some different things you may not have seen before. And the TCC actually has done some remodeling. They have this gigantic digital screen now in their foyer that you can upload pictures. They have like a welcoming electronic banner and the yeah. main entrance. We're going to have red carpet. So it's the Oscars with horses. Oh, there you go. I want to see those horses walk that red carpet. That's fantastic. <laughs> I wonder how many bartenders are going to be uh, asking, why the long face? you got to say they're not allowed to. They're uh, not allowed to. You'll hear it all night. You'll hear it all night. <laughs> So uh, what else can, uh, what is the theme? So the theme being the copper horse, explain that to me. Well, so it's kind of a little tricky. So this Hearts and Horses is our 25th anniversary, okay. our 25th annual gala. And so the 25th anniversary medal is copper. Right. And so um, we thought that that would be, and we got this really awesome, well, it's a bronze statue, but it looks copper. Um, uh, horse uh, statue, and so you know that's kind of like the middle of the the main theme of it. But um, and the ballroom is called the Copper Ballroom. Oh, All mm -hmm. these things True. just came together. Yeah, because yep. yeah. So copper and turquoise are the main colors, but okay, just uh, just the copper horse. Yeah. I think about that when you're getting dressed for the event. Copper and turquoise. All right, go out. But looking the cool style. thing, and great credit to Margot for her forward thinking. That, that's your annual evaluation. Great job, Margo. Oh, thank you. But no, uh, <laughs> what, you know, a lot of people say, I'm busy that day or, you know, I don't like going to galas. Um, the bidding for some of our items is already open. And what Margo does, if you go to our webpage, for example, there there is, a, or and then go to the link for the gala, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's a, a featured item. So you can bid on stuff um, even without having the ability to attend. One of the most popular things, go figure, um, is our whiskey raffle. We, oh. we have all our board members who are volunteer board members donate whiskey. And it ends up to be literally 50, 60 bottles of whiskey. Oh. And then we have a deck of 52 cards we cut in half. You buy a ticket for $200 and you have the chance to literally not win. You don't win one of them. You, you get all, all of them. Oh my God. So you can one walk out of there with 50, chances. 60. And this is not squeezy bottle, bottom shelf stuff. No. So they are close to hundred dollar bottles. So oh someone will walk for a $200 ticket. Someone can walk out with 3000 to $4,000 worth of whiskey. Damn. That's a heck of a thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. And are we allowing online bidding for that as well? Or how did you do that? Um, the unfortunate thing is that the whiskey raffle is only eligible for individual individuals who are attending the gala. You know, if two thousand dollars worth of free whiskey don't get you to a gala, yeah. I don't know what will. Let's go. You, you can maybe feel a the horse. Pull. You can feel the pull. I know you feel it. All right? <laughs> you got to go to this big event. Yeah. Uh, are there going to be horses at the event? No, no, They're not real. We have one. Um, beautiful life-size horse that's an art piece that Margot can tell you more about because she knows all the history, but that is kind of our centerpiece. Um, we have played with the logistics of bringing a horse there, but then it kind of it's kind of exploitive of the horse, and sure. you know they don't want to stand on concrete for hours, and everybody knows we deal with horses, and 
you know, just for somebody to go, ooh, cool, for five seconds. Is or just for photos all Yeah, it's not really yeah, good. Well, fair good. to the animal. Yeah, Tell and then watch out, piece. they just, like, snot all over your really beautiful gala dress. Sure. And, yeah, you know. somebody's got to clean that. Yeah. <laughs> but to, do tell them about the art piece because it is a cool art piece. Oh, so um, in Arizona, there's the Painted Ponies collection um, that at one point we're all through the Park Mall and the Tucson Mall and stuff, those really big painted ponies. Okay. Um, and so I think in Arizona, there's about 26 of them. Trot has one of them. So oh. they were originally painted as a fundraiser for nonprofits in the Arizona state. Sure. Um, and then, um, so he is called the horse with no name, and he mimics the painted pony, the horse with no name. And so he is at, he's in our front window. He's our guardian of the office, but he comes with us to every event. Um, so he gets to be in the centerpiece of the Grand Lobby. That's yes. amazing. What other events do you have going on throughout the year? Tell me about some other uh, stuff. Well, that two, to was it three weeks ago? We had a super fun event at the Maverick. Okay. And we did bring a horse to that because it's the Maverick. Yeah. Uh, one of our <laughs> rocks. Sparky. Sparky. He's the oldest horse at Trot. He's a Shetland pony. You know, when you see a small horse, you go, oh, he's so cute. Yeah, he's like 30. Yeah. That, that's pretty old. <laughs> but he loved it. And that was a great success. So we had a line dancing class. So we're going to repeat that annually. And I'll let Margot talk about the golf tournament and horsing around. Sure. Well, so because next year is our 50th anniversary, mm -hmm. all of our events are going to be to the max. So um, typically in the spring, we have a, an event called Horsing Around, and it's our big backyard barbecue. It's a fam family fun, friendly. Everyone is coming out to have really good, delicious food. Um, the uh, flip side band comes out and plays every year for us. Um, and then we have demonstrations. We have barn games. We have horse puck bingo where you um, we put a couple horses in our round pen and make it look like a bingo board. And then you get to bet on which square the horse is going to drop their pucks. Yeah. <laughs> that obviously is not at the TCC. That's no. actually yeah. on trot property. <laughs> yeah. 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 So horsing around is definitely on trot property. And that's a really awesome opportunity for people to get to tour our property as well. See where we are, what it is that we actually do in real time with our demonstrations. And the next one is March 16th, but it'll be our 50th birthday party. So we're going to have pinatas and you know dunk tanks i'm gonna put jeff in a dunk tank ah there you go me <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we have a golf tournament um the first saturday of may um and it's called par for the horse it's a lot of fun and it's if you're if you're a super serious golfer this may or may not be <laughs> the tournament for you because nearly every hole has some sort of um, fun activity on it where like you know one of, one of the harder holes will have a whole bunch of hecklers behind them and you know dancing around and like costumes and stuff and you gotta if you want them to shut up you you pay them 20 bucks and then you That's can take so your shot. funny. Yeah. But it is really funny because, and then everyone has a different option. Like we have a spin a wheel or spin a drive. So you can spin the wheel and get extra, you know, cheats to go forward sure. on your yardage or whatever it is. But it's so much fun. Um, and we absolutely love it. It's I've promoted golf tournaments, but they're all golf tournaments. Yeah. I don't think anyone no, realizes that a, yours is like a funny. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. fun. That's We hilarious. started something last year that was just hilarious. The longest marshmallow drive. Yep. So we set... You basically have to use our club so you don't get to say, I don't want to use my nice club. But you have right. to hit a marshmallow off of a tee and whoever hit it the farthest Amazing. won a gift basket. That's fantastic. And the cool thing about all our events, whether it's the gala, the golf tournament, horsing around, Mavericks, 
there's sponsorship opportunities and underwriting opportunities. Okay. So we need the support of the community to function. Um, it's super expensive with yep. 18 horses. Just our feed budget alone is over $30,000 a year. Wow. Um, but you can underwrite, you can sponsor a whole, I mean, you can, there's so many ways that you can help us help others. Okay. Um, rather than just attending. Yeah. Well, we'll get you back here to promote that and really go in depth because that, that sounds like so much fun. It is. Let's <laughs> talk about something serious though, is because we talked about all these great events and great ways the community can get involved. But now let's talk about what you guys actually do and you help people. What if someone feels that they have a child or someone in their lives that wants to attend Trot? How does the process begin? What do they do? So the first thing is, well, I guess there's a couple different ways that you can go about it. But um, it all leads to an application that we have online. Um, we do really encourage people to come out to our property to see our property, maybe watch a class or talk with our program director or our lead instructors to make sure that this is a place that fits in for them. Mm -hmm. um, uh and then from there, there's the application um, that goes directly to our program director, and then they make uh, appointments to set up an assessment. Um, when they do assessments for an individual, we look at their strengths and their weaknesses. We're going to look at their biopsychosocials. We're looking at their goals inside the house and outside of the house. If it's a child um, who has an IEP, ISP, 504 plan, we'll try and incorporate all of those goals into the treatment plan that we're setting up at Trot just to make sure that everyone is on the same page. Um, and then they, those individuals are put into a group that of about four, maximum four other individuals who are of their same age, ability, um, and goals um, to all work together as a team to create the camaraderie as well. That's really the, the main part of how to, how to get in. That said, Tell me a success story of Trot. Tell me about a personal experience that you know that like, wow, we really helped this family out. There's so many to choose from. I know. I, I think of one and Margot has 10 million others. So we'll tell you more than one <laughs> because um, really every day is a success story at Trot. But I, I'm thinking of one individual who participated and participates in the equine assisted counseling program and became a completely different person and was able to reestablish a relationship with his family and spends a lot of time at trot outside of that volunteering. Yeah. And it just, it makes, it, it, it gives people a home. It really does. It makes you feel part of a family, part of something where you belong. And this person is like night and day from when I first met them several years ago. That's amazing. There are stories like that. We see first steps and we hear first words every week. Oh wow! There's there's one. There was one class where um, a a young boy was on his horse riding and he was riding past the fence where his mom was was watching and he waves at her and says, "Hi, mommy!" And she. Well, I guess I should have started off. He was nonverbal. Right. And so, or with limit, limited verbal. And so for her, that was the first time she had ever heard him say mommy. Aww. And for a mother, you can only imagine how special that felt. But because of the, the movement of the horse and how it helps to improve neuroplasticity and the brain movement and all those types of things. But also at Trot, our instructors are working with 
our participants to understand language better um, by the cause and effect, telling your horse to go and whoa, but also, you know, we're asking, we're prompting them to say specific words and over time they improve in their language skills for him, especially to be able to say mommy, a two-syllable word that's always been incredibly difficult for him to say. So, you know, we see stories like that. We see people who, um, there's this one, a a veteran um, who was participating with us for a few years that when he first started working with us, he was limited to his wheelchair. And eventually with working with one of our um, equine partners, um, he was able to trans, you know, transition from his wheelchair to a walker to a cane and then eventually only using his equine partner as uh, assistance when needed. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. But a thought just occurred to me. We, we, we speak about what we do in very general terms right now, but somebody might be listening going, no, you're not getting me on a horse. You know, I, I'm scared. Like, what are you going to just pat me on the butt and send me out in the corral? No, that's not at all what we do. It's a very structured environment. So for the adaptive riding program, for example, let's say you are a participant and it's your first class after the assessment, they were able to see what horse fits you best, not just physically, but also temperament wise, and then match you with sidewalkers. There's always two people on each, one person on each side of the horse. Their job is to, is the rider's safety. They make sure we have different holds that we teach them and they keep the person in the saddle. And then we have the horse handler who navigates the horse. So there's always, well, not always, there's usually about three people with you, depending on your abilities or your progression in the program, it might be reduced to only having one sidewalker. But there's always somebody with you. And then we don't just pat you on the butt and send you out and go, come back in an hour, I hope you learn something. Mm-hmm. No, um, it's a very structured class. That it usually starts in the covered in, in one of the arenas. We have a covered and an uncovered arena. And then they do exercises, whether it's two-pointing, which basically means standing up in your saddle. Mm-hmm. And it's just a cognitive sequencing exercises, incorporating physical and emotional and just listening and participating. And then the second part of the adaptive riding class, they usually go to our sensory course, which is about a three-mile winding um, course on our property. It has a it has a roller coaster. It has a car wash with pool noodles. It has a mm-hmm. Grand Canyon, and it's just lots of activities that incorporate OT and PT on an equine. So that and the other benefit when Margo was talking um, that prompted my little brain was the the benefit to the parents of the participants. One, they get to be with people who are experiencing the same kind of issues that they be. True. Having a, a person with limited abilities is a full-time gig and it's super expensive and they might not have somebody to vent to. Or they literally get to spend 45 minutes just playing on a phone just yeah. because their kid is participating in, in an activity. You know, They might not be able to be on a softball team or a soccer team, but here they're part of a group and they get to experience successes. Now, that's huge. And again, I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we brought things back around because we talked about all those great events in the middle. But I'm really glad we talked about this because this is the part that tugs on the heartstrings that's going to help people, help parents, and help kids, help veterans, and help all the people because they can understand that Trot's here for them right here in Tucson. And what a great opportunity for all these people in town. But I have one last hard hitting question I thought of while we were doing this since we we're talking about those events and the two of you are hosting the uh, Hearts. And was it the Hearts and uh, Horses Gala? If you wore a horse costume, who's going to be the back end and who's going to be the front? 
I will say I will be the back end um, only because ever since I started at Trot three years ago, Margot has been a great guiding light, and I trust her leading the path, and she should be the front. Oh, look at that. That's so sweet. I'm <laughs> crying. Oh, my goodness. Way to turn that hilarious, <laughs> hilarious <laughs> visual. Can I video that? Into that? You say yeah. it again. Well, it's on radio, Margot. It's, it's forever. No, honestly, like I started almost three years ago, and when I got hired, I walked in the office, and Margot was sitting at her desk, and she didn't even get up. She just looked at me and said, just so you know, we die for this place. So, <laughs> hi, my name is Jeff. So, but she is a she is a, a great asset to Trot. We're very lucky to have her, and really everybody who works at Trot um, gives far far above what is required, what is expected, and I'm surprised every day by the dedication. And that goes for the 200 some volunteers we have at Trot too. There's only 13 of us that work there, and Trot would collapse without our volunteers. It literally would. It takes about 170 volunteers, um, but we are just super grateful for everything they do for us. Well, that's huge. And if you want to get involved, go find out everything. I'll give you a little bit in the recap, but we talked a bit long, so that's going to be a quick recap. But I'll give you the website where you can go get involved, volunteer, and go make friends with Margo DeConcini, Development Director of Therapeutic Riding of Tucson, as well as Jeff Kopfer, Executive Director of Therapeutic Riding of Tucson, using the power of the human horse connection to heal individuals of all abilities. Thank you for joining me today, both of you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This was Lifestyle Tucson. Bing bong bing, time for a quick recap. So you can go find all the information about Trot at trotarizona.org and find them on all social medias at Therapeutic Riding of Tucson. The Hearts and Horses Gala at the TCC is September 23rd from 5 to 10. So go have a good time. If you want to get involved with Trot, you can email them at info at trotarizona.org or call them at 520-749-2360. I want to thank our new friends at Therapeutic Riding of Tucson for joining me today. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. If you're a nonprofit that would like to be on the show, email lifestyletucson at gmail.com. For more information about this program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible, or wherever fine podcasts are galloping. Follow on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Lifestyle Tucson because I'm your BFF, Frank Powers, Toot Toot Tucson. I love you the most.